0: And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with, with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best.
1: Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. This is Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Heather Havenwood from SexyBossInc.com. She is the embodiment of the new women of a new era, being sexy, being entrepreneur, being self-confident, being a leader, being a CEO, being a voice, being a fitness figure competitor, and just being a woman in every sense of the word. She is ready to help coach you to your new path towards total Sexy Boss lifestyle freedom. Are you ready? So acquire the essential knowledge to become a successful entrepreneur with Heather Havenwood of SexyBossInc.com. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Seth. That was an amazing introduction. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit, because I know you didn't necessarily start out as a sexy boss chief. How did you get started?
2: So I got started actually in this, I would call, direct response marketing business back in 2001. Um, I actually saw an infomercial one day. No kidding. I was uh, late at night kind of thing, and I was on an infomercial. I was – I just finished a career. I got fired actually from a big company. I call it that. I got my, finished my career at the age 25, and I saw an infomercial, and it says something like this, like, do you want to own your own business? Do you want to control your life? You know, And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And uh, I went to this seminar back in the day, 2001, and a two-hour presentation, and actually what happened is they um, – they, you know, pitched you on a two basically a Snutter seminar on how to create your own business and that back in the day was cash flow notes. And I said, I wanna do this. And so anyway, long story short, um I started working for the company that did that. So over the last over the next seven years I started traveling the country and I started doing um seminars in the direct response marketing business. And then in two thousand six and seven I moved into one hundred percent online direct response marketing. Yeah. Short answer.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. So how did you get from doing that to how did Sexy Boss come about?
2: Well, what happened is um, back in two thousand and four and five, um, up until that point, I was really heavily into the real estate market, so I worked with a ton of direct response marketers that were in the real estate market, how to buy and sell houses, how to do foreclosures, how to you know flip houses, all those those guys investors and I traveled the country and I was a consultant for that particular industry and what I did was is I helped them. Um, on stage, how do they get in front of a room of 200, 300, and how do they make a lot of money selling other seminars and events in, their, in that particular industry? So, what happened though is I actually teamed up with a, a particular guy and we did very well. We went from zero to million dollars in one year in sales online and in seminars and books and tapes and things like that. Tapes, I'm laughing, right? Tapes. Do we have those anymore? And what, so basically, but at the same time, a year into it, I came home one day and everything was gone. And I filed bankruptcy and foreclosure in 2006, and through that I call that for my journey from bankruptcy to sexy boss because I had about a three-year process of just really trying to figure out who am I, what am I doing, what's going on. I thought I was really smart. That this stuff doesn't happen to me. A lot of victimization to how do I really step into who I am and go after what I want. And so that's what I call from bankruptcy to sexy boss. And I wrote the book with the foreword from Judge Sugarman in 2013. 2013 I can't forget and what's interesting is the moment that I had the vision of like this is what I want to do and sexy boss actually Joe Sugarman is the one that gave me that term he's like you're like a sexy boss I wrote it down that day and there we there we go I wrote the book and published it and my audiobook all in 90 days it's it's a matter of when you make that decision it's like boom things happen so that's kind of the journey in a short, short sense, about a 10 year period of ups and downs and what I call from bankruptcy, the sexy boss.
1: That is absolutely incredible. And what an honor to get such feedback from Joe. Uh, he, I, I've been following him, you know, for 14 years and been a fan of his and had him on our podcast. How, what do you wish you knew when you started that, you know, now?
2: Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so some, some, I'm going to drop some names here, if you don't mind, because uh, right you, and I, yeah, you and I have some similar – I'm sure some similar people that we know in the direct response market industry. And that's kind of a small niche. you know. So um, back – oh, God, years ago, Ted Thomas. I don't know if you know him yep, or he's not. He's a client
1: of mine. Absolutely. Okay.
2: All right. Ted's great. Um, have known him for a long time. He was a mentor of mine back then. And I went over to his house in, in Orlando, and we're talking, and you know, I walk into this room. You can relate to this, okay? And he, I walk into this r- whole bedroom of his house. It's literally covered in books, right, from top to bottom. You can't even, you know, go anywhere. All you see is books, no windows, just books. And it's just like this, this, I don't know, it was Dan Kennedy, all this old Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, it was like this wealth of knowledge. And I could have probably just sat there all day. I think if I had to go back, I would say, you know, read every copywriting uh, book by the, the legends as fast as you possibly can. You know, I kind of I tried to, but I took my time a lot, you know, so I think if I had said, Heather, look, you got to like pick up the book and don't don't drop it and literally uh, download yourself with every single direct response marketing um, uh, principle you possibly can. I think if I had to say that to myself, that would be it. So uh, but Ted Thomas was showing me He was like, you know, this is this is this is why I'm successful kind of thing because of this particular room. And he just had. Oh, my God. He had every single Dan Kinney newsletter from, I don't even know, 70s, I think, or 80s or something like that. Um, He's amazing. So he was one of my biggest mentors, and he's one of the ones that opened my eyes to copywriting. Like, what is that? What is direct response? And he's the one who said, you're not in the seminar business. You're in the direct response marketing business. And I'm like, what? You know, and I think that he was my mentor of shifting my brain of what business we're really in and what biz, what every business is really in. We're in the direct, direct response marketing business. I believe that. That's my truth.
1: I agree 100%, and I have a similar shrine as well.
2: <laughs> I'm sure. I do now. I have my own little shrine. It's not as big, but you know, it, it is yes. my shrine.
1: <laughs> um, you went from bankruptcy to sexy boss. What have been some of your biggest business mistakes and that led to that bankruptcy? And more importantly, what did you learn from them?
2: Thanks for asking that question. That's a, a key one. People ask me that all the time, and it's – I laugh. Um, it's one of these, uh, Oh, I forgot, I forgot to talk to a lawyer. (laughs) You know, you, you, when you go into a business deal, sometimes I know for myself, I was, I was young and I was excited and I knew I, I wanted to prove myself and I, didn't say, hey, I need to take this paperwork and go to my own lawyer or go to someone I trust and my own advisor. I just signed it. You know what I mean? I just like, so when everything that happened with, with the, the, what I call the divorce of the business partnership, because I do believe business partnerships are like a marriage, You know, uh, it, when you're unclear up front of the context of the marriage, then you're going to be unclear of the context of the divorce. Okay. So um, I wasn't, and I didn't know. And so I really had no recourse. All the money was gone. Everything was gone, and overnight I went, you know, went into financial destruction. So that was the biggest lesson. Now, as a what I call true entrepreneur, um, I think these are these are lessons that every true entrepreneur learns: skin knees, you know, broken elbows, and ours are uh, financial taxing, accounting, and lawyers. We need lawyers. You know, we need those kind of structures and advisors, just like a Donald Trump. You know, he's got a ton of advisors around him because he knows that's the... That's a mistake that you can make in entrepreneurship. So that's a big one. That was the big mistake I made. Um, And really not protecting myself and seeing my worth and seeing my value. And that's a mindset issue that I started to really learn Um, is, hey, you know what? I built this company from zero to a million dollars. Yes. Did the divorce happen? I call the bankruptcy divorce. Yes. But that means I could build it again. That was a key piece. I think Ted Thomas told me that at that point. He was actually uh, in my life during that time. And I reached out to him when it happened. And he said, don't worry about it. You built it once. You can build it again. And then uh, Joe Sugarman was a dear friend of mine at that time. We still are dear friends. Um, But he told me that once, too. He said, Heather, um, everything happens for the best, and the power is in the pen. He goes, I can lose everything today, and I I know that I can build it again because I have the power of the pen, which in the copywriting world, that's what that means, right? So uh, those were the two big lessons I learned, things like we need lawyers and uh, accountants and taxes and stuff like that, but we also have the mindset of you can build it once you can build it again.
1: That is what an empowering meeting. That's absolutely incredible. What do you like best about your business now?
2: Ooh, um God, this is a great question. I, I honestly, going back to, I spent a lot of time with Joe and in his house in Hawaii and spending time with him in Vegas, and him and I are actually business partners and something as well. And I think now what I like is taking on his mindset, that particular one called, I can create anything with my pen and now it's a computer right but honestly he's like you he's like I created businesses with words you know even though he has blue blockers that's a product but he sold it with words you know he sold it with communication he sold with copy sales copy as we call it right so when I think when I get stuck on something I'm like, no, I have the power because I can I can write, I can create, I can sell. Let me give you another example it's outside of our little niche, okay? Ellen DeGeneres, there's actually an, a story about um, her that I, I read, and it was um, at a time in her life, like after the show Ellen, if you remember that time, and she was actually broke, and she was living in an apartment, and she, she had this kind of epiphany, and she said, I forgot I'm a writer. Ha,
1: ha, ha, ha.
2: Right? And she goes, I'll write my own show. Why am I out there trying to get people to get me on their show? I'll write my own show again. Right? So that's when she actually started to create her show. I can't remember the exact one first, one first before we got the Ellen show. But there was something else that she did, said, I'm going to go pitch this and be a writer again. And that was her shift. You know, and I just think that's brilliant. That's some, that's something for myself that Joe had. Joe taught me. Joe kind of mentored me in that, and that's something I have to remember myself. That's why I love about my business now. So when I say I want to do something, I'm like, well, okay, I can create it. You know, I can create it with the power yeah, of the pen.
1: Absolutely. And with all the success you've had now rebuilding for the second time to a more stable, successful business that is affecting a whole lot more people in a more powerful way, Thanks. what would you say your biggest challenge is
2: now? Um doing it all. (laughs) I think, I I think it's just leveraging my time and, um, and remembering that it it is work. Uh, That's a Dan Kennedy, I think, principle, like, you know, someone asked him, someone asked him one day, I overheard him on a speech, and he said, someone goes, what's your ritual in the morning? You know, he's like, I get up, I have coffee, and I go to work, you know, (laughs) in his little way. And I, I giggle about it, because I think people have this vision that as an entrepreneur, you're like hanging out on a boat and doing nothing, and I just don't think that's true. Even Donald Trump, who doesn't necessarily have to work, you know, even Dan Kennedy, work, he probably I keeps mean, they the time. They work more than everybody they else. Work, exactly. They work more than anyone else, and I think that's a piece that people forget. They go, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, so I could do nothing. Um, that's what my challenge today is like, just continually focusing on the work and the work that I'm doing um, every day and leveraging myself. So that's a challenge slash sweet bittersweet, you know what I mean. It's not really a bad thing. It's just right. what's in front of me.
1: Absolutely. Now you've achieved incredible results for an amazing level of client. Can uh, I don't know if you have confidentiality policies in place, but uh, can you share with us one or two case studies?
2: Yeah, sure. No problem. Of course, I do have some um, some of that in place. However, I can speak on a more broad sense, right? So um, I have a client. Right now that he has a, I call a production company, and he's in L.A. So just because he's not I what I call an online marketer doesn't mean he, the principles of direct response marketing and marketing and sales doesn't apply to everyone, right? So he's got a production company, a particular niche, and so I've been working with him now for two years, and we've doubled his business in sales, mainly because of the mindset of him focusing on sales. As a production guy, you know, I call it techie guy, that mind step, mind shift into how to sell and how to present and how to close. Those are the things I've been working with him on. Um, and I do that the same way when I have another client who's an online market or 100% online market. I do the same thing with her, but it's online, you know, how to present, how to close, how to sell. And that could be VSLs, that could be conversions, that could be funnels, or it could be a one on one meeting. But it's interesting, the same principles are everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, and I think one of the, the gifts I had, I didn't know it was a gift at the time, but the gift I had when I was in the seminar business traveling the country. We would go into cities and we would, um, you know, we'd go to Chicago or Illinois or, you know, wherever we were, New York, LA, whatever. And we would be in the city for three days and we would do six presentations in one city. And we would go in front of strangers and we had basically 90 minutes to. Move them from you're a stranger to I'm going to give you $3,000. That's a big shift. You know, you're a stranger, here's a free event to I'm going to give you three grand of my hard earned, worked money. And uh, you learned the principles of of salesmanship, uh, trust, um, consistency, commitment, all these things that are true online, but people don't really get how powerful they are. Because when you're in front of a person, I'm staring at you. And I'm like asking for three grand. It's very different than I'm asking for three grand, you know, behind a computer, you know, and you learn the art of that. So I've taken those skill sets and I did that for many years online. And believe me, when when we didn't uh, sell, we didn't eat. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, oh, we get paid anyway. No, 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 no. Like if we don't convert, then we are eating ramen noodles that night or we're eating steaks that night. You know? So we get to choose based on what we sell that, sell that day. And those principles today I take to my clients, um, the sales principles, the drug response principles, marketing 101, um, stuff like that. So back in 2013, I did an event, Success Magnet Seminar. Did you get a chance to look at that? I don't know if you saw that or yes. not. Amazing event. Yeah, absolutely. What, so what's amazing about that event is that uh, I got calls. Like a week after. And this is, this was the phone call. Uh, I thought it was fake. That's why I didn't go. <laughs> and, you know, it did look like it was fake because the front, liner, front runner was me and Joe Sugarman. Uh, the people that were going to be there, speakers, were Joe Polish, John Benson, John Carlton, you know, and then Joe Sugarman. I mean, where do you get that lineup? You know,
1: that's absolutely I mean, I've had all of them on my show. Uh, John Benson's in my new book. Um, I've been in Joe Polish's mastermind group. Absolutely incredible. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was it was interesting. So um, the room was only about 150 people, if that. And what was so cool, because it was so small. And everyone in the room were other copywriters, you know that, right? So it was like all these great copywriters. Harlan showed up, guys from AppSumo showed up, all these great amazing copywriters actually showed up, and we just all like hung out because there wasn't this, you know, two thousand people. It was just like this intimate kind of hanging out, you know. It was amazing. I had really had a great time. That success magic seminar. It was kind of designed as a goodbye for Joe Sugarman. What I mean by that is. He uh, he doesn't speak a lot anymore, even to right. this day. So it was like the last time he was going to do like a true workshop, um, and that was the design of the Success Bank seminar. Um, but I honestly feel people always ask me all the time, you know, what business are you in? And I can't really say direct response because they kind of had this look on their eye like, I don't know what that is. Uh, but I really believe that I'm in the direct response marketing business. And so in my coaching, that is what I focus on is how do I bring those principles to their business to increase their revenue?
1: Absolutely. I agree 100%. I've, I've gotten a similar – you know, Bill Glazer used to say he told people when people asked him what he did on airplanes, just, you know, when he was on a flight, he just yeah. said, I'm an IRS agent because then nobody, then they wouldn't talk to him. They left him alone.
2: <laughs> I should try that. I don't know if that would work with me, but I should try that. Like, I'm an IRS agent. They're like, you're too nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, it might be a harder sell for you. Bill could be grumpy if he wanted to. Be. Yes,
2: Bill could be grumpy. Yes, that's. I could, I could see Dan Kennedy doing that completely. Dan could
1: totally, well, he doesn't fly – Public, but he totally could have. Yes,
2: oh, he could. Have. Uh, what
1: drives you crazy about your business?
2: Um, oh geez, sometimes the technology. You know, you have it all handled, and then all of a sudden it breaks. Like, you know, it's just part of it. It's part of the up and down. But uh, I think that's another one. Um, that's a big one. The other thing is this might sound. I feel like I'm old saying this, but the uh, the uncommit. Commitmentness, I guess, is the word of employees or people that work for you. <laughs> I'm like the work ethic, isn't that great? They're all about like, well, I spent an hour on that. You should pay me for the hour. I'm like, you did nothing. You know, for the hour, where is the revenue? right? Right, Yeah, it's not done right. Or did you make me money? I'm like, no. I'm like, where's where's the mindset there? So that does frustrate me. But I think it's a generational conversation than anything. Um, but those are the, my big challenges. I think. With drug. all
1: that is constantly changing um, in the world of marketing, how do you stay on top of it all?
2: Hmm. You know, that's a great question. Um, I do do masterminds a lot. Um, I say that a lot. That's not true. I'm very picky. I just bypass three. I think I'm doing two this year. I do one big event. I'll either go to Affiliate Summit because I love Affiliate Summit. I think it's um, really on the cutting edge of things. I also go to Digital Marketer. Um, Traffic and Conversion Summit. Yep, I was basically. just there back in yep. San
1: Diego. Yep.
2: I probably saw you past you in the bar. There's like a lot of people there. I've gone there every year since it started because I'm in Austin, Texas, and Ryan and Perry are down yep. the street. Yep. So it used to be literally literally a mile from my house, and so now I have to fly, but that's okay. So um, that one I I do consistently go because I do think, I really feel, and just I know those guys, they're on the cutting edge of things. So I really like to, to go there and, and reconnect with all my pals from the internet marketing space. Um, but masterminds are the key one for me. I like small groups, 10, 15, hang out for two or three days, really ask the detailed questions. That's kind of what I like now. I don't like big events necessarily anymore.
1: I understand. I know that you were, you talked about the shrine, the library. Yes. What are three What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work?
2: Okay, Joe Sugarman's The Ad Week. Amazing, um, I mean, I still reread that book. The breaking, is it breaking through. I'm looking at my. I'm actually looking at my shrine right now. Hold on, is it breaking through advertising? Yeah, breakthrough advertising. And then psycho, cybernetics I can never say that right. Psychocybernetics. That's a Dan Kennedy book. Not yep. Dan Kennedy book, but he definitely recommended. Dan
1: Kennedy and Maxwell Maltz. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, yes. Those three books definitely changed my life. Another one. That's more kind of a spiritual esoteric one is The Game of Life and How to Play It. Uh, that one's a good one too by Florence Goebbelschen. But those, Adweek, which is by Joe Sugarman, um, Cy- Cybers- Psycho-Cybernetics, I'm looking at a book right now, um, and The Breakthrough Advertising.
1: Awesome recommendations. Great yeah. books. What? Uh, who is an ideal client for you?
2: Hmm. Someone that um, already has a business, either online or like a physical store business or you know, company, and they're at that place where they've been in business for two to five years, um, and they're just not making more sales. Like, how do I go to the nether level? How do I go from $1 million to $5 million? Or how do I go from $100,000 a year to a $1 million? Like, where's that leap? Um, they're really bogged down in the details of the business and not looking at the sales of the business. That's my, that's my client.
1: Awesome. And what is the first step you would want them to take?
2: Wow. The first step I actually tell them to take, you might find this funny, is I tell them, um, I ask them if they buy any products online, like how to do social media or how to courses, you know, usually yes. And I tell them they're not allowed to buy anything for 90 days. That's the key. And they always kind of question that. And I said, because it starts, sometimes when you start to buy a lot of courses um, especially if you're not implementing each one it just spins you and you feel like if you buy the course you're make you're taking an action right buying the course is not an action though but it feels like it's an action that's why the sales process of it works and I learned that from uh, Ron LeGrand. I used to work for him at one point and he taught us that the average real estate investor will spend between twenty to forty thousand dollars in education before they make their first deal And I found that really fascinating Um, and so sometimes with my clients, I tell them they're not allowed to buy anything. So focus on the coaching and focus on taking the actions and not buying anything.
1: And, um, anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you?
2: (laughs) Well, thanks for this. I just really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I just want to share that, you know, that the, the business, here's what I would say. People think that the business, business is constantly changing. There is an element of that that I do agree because technology constantly changes. However, human beings have not changed. Therefore, the sales process of how you sell from 2016 um, back to 2001, back to 1985 has not changed. Human beings have not changed at the same rapid pace as technology has. right? So uh, we buy um, for the same reasons that we buy back then. You know, we still we still buy on the same principles. So keep that in mind when you talk when you look at these old books that were you know written in the 50s and 80s and all this good stuff. It's like the principles of marketing and sales still apply because human beings haven't changed that much.
1: Absolutely excellent advice. Fascinating interview. Incredible story. If it hasn't already, it should fill a book. We have been, this has been Seth Green with the Direct Response Marketing Podcast, interviewing Heather Havenwood of SexyBossInc.com. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you next time.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.